Welcome to season two of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Brett. If you're new to the podcast, we are three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, welcome back. We will keep things similar to season one. After all, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our season one content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Brett. I'm Chris. And I'm Tyler. And along with us today is producer Carlos. Hey, Carlos. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, somebody? Nobody? All right. He's very quiet over there. We'll, we'll welcome him. Uh, so in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Halo Brewing Company out of Toronto, Ontario. Yes, we are. And we're going to be having two beers. So the first one is Magic Missile, which is a dry hop pale ale. The second is Fallen Empire, which is an imperial stout with a lot of unique concoctions that we'll get into in a bit. Nice. And to finish up the episode for today, we're going to be talking about some unique scientific facts. Halo is located at 247 Wallace Avenue in Toronto, but more specifically in the Junction Triangle District, and it opened in 2016. As seen with most breweries, it's kind of an older warehouse building that's been renovated with a variety of different offices and businesses storefront, but most importantly, at the end, closest to the train track, there's Halo. That, that is most importantly. <laughs> is there like a bright light? You know, a bright halo, yeah, maybe. A, bright halo. a halo that, over top of the building. That's where I'm going. That, like that would have been a good idea. Uh, so the brewery was founded by Callum Hay and Eric Portalance. Um, so Eric has actually since left and co-founded Slake Brewing, which is in Prince Edward County. Uh, Callum, obviously now the sole owner. Is that he, what happens when he, two become one? It, it is what happens. Uh, <laughs> he, he, left, yeah. he left his day job as a software engineer in order to open Halo. Uh, so his love of numbers and understanding of how things work, so you can see he's an engineer, uh, has helped develop even more beer knowledge and continuously trying to make the recipes better. And we'll talk about that a little bit more coming up. Nice. A little teaser, a little taster. Yes. If you will. <laughs> so Halo states, you know, that they take traditional recipes of rare styles of beer and they do a lot of experimentation. So we've seen this before with some other breweries as well. Yeah. Um, so they like to move things in, move things out. So they utilize different fruits, spices, and then again, some other unique ones to kind of like complement like hops and yeast and malt flavors. So you see a bunch of different varieties coming out of Halo. Um, and this is some of the stuff that we've kind of noticed in previous beers that we've had. Um, and then kind of maybe what we're going to see later on in today's episode, man, this, this is just written beautifully for a lot of teasers. Lots of foreshadowing going on here. Cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Halo has stated that they feel indebted to all of the brewers that came before them and shared their knowledge with them. So they share all the recipes with all of us. That's nice. Yeah. Yes. So they will run you through every single recipe from the first brew of it to the last so you can see how it's evolved over time. So, for example, the Shapeshifter, so their sour IPA, has actually gone through 23 different changes. And it has every single recipe from the very first one to, I guess, the 23rd one. (laughs) So you can see how it's kind of evolved over time. So would you say that the beer has shifted shapes? Oh, Uh, 
I believe that would be correct. Yes. <laughs> it started out as like a rhombus, and now it's like a trapezoid. Ah, nice. <laughs> yeah, so that like that is really cool that they make those changes almost as if you know it's labeled as the same beer every time they make it, right? Mm-hmm. But yep. you're kind of drinking a brand new beer every time. Right. Like, I, I mean, sometimes the changes may be subtle. You'd have to kind of check what they've what they've changed, but sometimes it might be a big change that really changes the whole complexion of the beer. You know, I'm, I'm kind of curious if this kind of goes back to the whole software engineering aspect, right? You develop software and then every iteration, every kind of update, you fix some of the bugs, yes. tweak it a little bit, and then you just kind of improve a little bit as, as you move along. It's I like the iOS kind of 14 to 15 update. Right, like, <laughs> like making yeah, it better. But before that, there's fourteen one, fourteen. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I'm wondering if that's kind of where the mentality comes from with this, and you still get this shape shifter beer, but those are the varying iterations. Yeah, you know that's a good point because uh, I know in, in software engineering they use the term agile, which is basically that, right? Like right. they they put something out and then kind of test it, and then people say, oh, I don't like this part. This part doesn't work very well, so they just change it right. and and continuously iterate and improve on it. So totally, I think that's what they're doing here with their beers as well. And I know a couple times and a couple other uh, breweries we've had on previous episodes, they said, like, we made the first batch. It was crap. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> right? so at least here, they can actually see, like, okay, maybe the first one that was made wasn't very good. So now you can see the actual iterations and different changes that they made to make it good. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the natural like, kind of evolution of a lot of things, even this podcast. Go back and listen to season yeah. one, uh, episode one and two. It's a lot different than what we're doing right now, right? Totally. Well, so. episode two, we had four beers. So yeah, yeah it was a little different. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the actual, if you go to the uh, website with the recipe, it'll tell you like percentage of malts used, you know, how what, it's thrown in the mash tun, it's schedule, sparge, you know, what, then once it hits a kettle, including like boil time, the main hop is thrown in. Then maybe the whirlpool, you know, with the secondary hops are thrown in, all to get to that target temperature. So right. they really go super in depth with with the recipes that they put in. So oh, yeah, like like you mentioned, Brett, how they feel indebted to the brewers that came before them. Obviously, kind of paving a, a path. It feels like they're trying to be, you know, provide guidance to the breweries to come, right? That they may mm-hmm. not even know. So they're 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 putting those recipes out there so other people can try their stuff and say. Oh, I never thought of using this malt with this hop or something right. like that. And, and another brewery tries it. They're the pen and teller <laughs> of the beer, craft beer scene. You know, just giving up all their secrets. And I wonder right. what the community thinks of that, you know? Yeah, it, it's interesting. Because, yeah. you you know, you see some of those those bigger beers, like where they put out the recipe, like the Black is Beautiful, right. things like that. Yeah, where, together, yeah. yeah, where they want other breweries to brew the beer, but... It's very rare when you see a brewery putting out their own proprietary recipes. Their core beers. Yeah, yeah seasonals for sure. And then, of course, you know, the fermentation schedule. So including its primary fermentation, its dry hop, conditioning days, maybe if there needs to be adjunct additions, and then the cold crash, warm conditioning. For example, you'll see that with the Imperial Stout that's been conditioned warmly for a little bit, and maybe even some barrel aging. And this is... Brewing a beer with Brett Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I actually like learned a lot. Yeah. Like if you look at the website, you can learn a crap ton. Nice. So basically, more like a craft done. A craft done. Yeah, yeah, I see what you did there. We should just buy the equipment and then look at their website, and we could brew. See, see if we can get brew their beers. Yeah. yeah try it. it, it. Someone call that plagiarizing. But well, no, it's all public. It's all public. But yeah, so 
I mean, now that we understand how the uh, beer is brewed, has anybody actually been to the brewery? I don't. I haven't. I don't think I have any not. of you guys have, right? I have. I have not been to the tracks. All uh, the science, though, makes me want to go. That's true. Carlos is over here shaking his head no yeah, too. So big no. Four of us, no. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of untapped, they have ninety-seven beers listed in terms of you know beers that they made, and nine of the ninety-seven have created an average rating of over four and untapped, which equals nice. to just about over ten percent. Bye. Did you get the calculator up for that one? I had to. <laughs> that's really science. good, though, eh? Like yeah. when you when you look at that percentage, that's that's hard to kind of come by. So yeah, the on untapped, like the four rating is kind of like that threshold that it's it's difficult for breweries to get over, right? Right. So. Once you do, there ain't no going back. Yeah. Unless you get a bunch of people rating it a one, yeah, and you can go back. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how untapped works. Yeah. <laughs> Go so, back to the previous producer episode we did on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what uh, kind of beers have we all had? Uh, Brent, what, let's start with you. What yes. have you got from Halo? So I had the uh, Peach Sociopath, uh, which I believe I did rate a five. Uh, Crash Space. Surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Crash Space and then the two shapeshifters. So they have their regular shapeshifter and then they have different variations of it. So I had the Black Raspberry on tap, which was also rated a five. And actually, I had the Strawberry one uh, last week with the person to my left, Tyler. Hey, I'm that guy. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so, what, what have you had then, Tyler? Yeah, so I've had three of my, my own. I did taste uh, with one of the shapeshifters as well, but um, the three that I've actually had in, in its entirety, the Strawberry Shapeshifter, craft, uh, Crash Space, and then the Iron Cannon. Um, which is like a fruited goza with strawberry and kiwi, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Well, I'll touch on producer Carlos because I've actually not had any Halo beers. Um, <gasps> and that's going to change again. Yeah, today. I think last episode I didn't have any Royal City uh, beers before the episode yeah, as well. So sure. You're really lacking in your beer intake lately. I know. I've got to go out and, and find more breweries. Um, so Carlos, he's had four. Uh, he's had the lemon, strawberry, and black raspberry shapeshifters. So uh, he, he, he really likes his shapeshifters, along with the uh, crash space as well. Nice. He just like to shift his shapes, if you will. <laughs> I don't even know how to take that. But for delivery options, if, Chris, you wanted to get some more beers, because yeah. you've had none of them, uh, there is free delivery, which is over $80. And then that's, uh, all, that's all across, across Ontario. Ontario. So you Perfect. live in Ontario. And you could spend over eighty dollars. <laughs> you could get some beers. It would not be hard to spend over eighty dollars. I'm sure I could do that pretty easily. So if you are in Toronto though, and you wanted to go to the tap room or the bottle shop, then you can go there uh, between Sunday and Wednesday from eleven to nine, Thursday from eleven to ten, or Friday and Saturday from eleven to eleven. So we want to take nice. a tour, right? Yeah, I, I would. Perfect. Right. They can spend more than eighty bucks, and you can. Not even get delivered. You can just pick it up and go home. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to link all the information that they have on our social media, and we should probably get to trying one of these beers. Sounds good. All right. Big shout out and thank you to Dan from Halo for coordinating us to have the beers on today's episode. Yeah, thank, thank you, Dan. You. Dan from Halo. That is correct. Yes, he's from <laughs> Dan from Halo. Uh, the first beer today is their flagship dry hop pale ale called Magic Missile. 5.5 ABV and 25 IBUs. And just a side note. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, the first note. iteration of this one was actually at like 34 IBUs. <laughs> and the IBUs have been changing consistently throughout the entire recipes. Nice. Which we know because they publish all the recipes. Right. That is correct. <laughs> now I'm going to read this as it's written. 
Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. This beer is brewed with malts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> so the malts. Name Carlos. <laughs> too yeah, he's too busy looking at the Leafs game right now, not busy enough focusing on this. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's fair. that's fair. So it is brewed with malts, as one would think. Uh, the malts are Golden Promise, Two Row, uh, Carafoam, uh, Caramelt, Pillow Eat, Malted Oats, and Rolled Oats. It's a lot of malts. Yeah. A few. It's just a couple times three, maybe four. <laughs> <laughs> Utilizing citra in the first wort with uh, additions of more citra, galaxy, and exaca uh, uh, hops in the whirlpool. So again, we see them using various different hops and then at different times throughout the brewing process. And then again, dried hop with galaxy, citra, and then the Balmain Centennial as well. So a lot of malts and a lot of hops. I hear they yeah. put more hops. hops. In it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so we'll just note that we are having the latest iteration of the Magic Missile, uh, and they ex- describe it as a hazy orange hop juice, uh, which will showcase flavors of passion fruit, strawberry, and mild citrus. Yes, and this uh, was canned on October 19th. Ooh. So pretty fresh. Fresh. Pretty fresh. So fresh and so clean, clean. So, on Untapped, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and if you haven't done it yet, do it. The, magic, the overall rating for Magic Missile is 3.82 bottle caps out of 5, yep. with 2,764 check-ins. Nice. Nice. Yeah, a couple check-ins. Now, I don't see, maybe we can get Carlos to look at it, but what's that broken out as for like cans and tap and all that uh, stuff. Pretty similar. Right? Obviously, the taster, I believe, is a little bit lower. But usually, like, the growler is always the highest rating because right. if you get in a growler, you probably really enjoy the beer itself. All right. Well, we'll get Carlos on that. Yeah, we'll get Carlos and looking at it and get him to do something. Yeah. yeah. He's done nothing so far. <laughs> it's true. Poor guy. Um, well, uh, he's looking at that. We're going to do my favorite part of this. We're going to grab our can and our glass and let's open her up. Oh, I got a little splash oh, there. A little splashy a little splash. splash. <laughs> <laughs> a little repeat and repeat over here. Well, uh, we are going to pour this into our glass, which uh, today is a pint glass. So make sure to use your proper glassware. Uh, and I will say that Carlos has taken a look at Untapped. So the can uh, has the second most ratings, actually, 470 with a 3.89 rating. So a little bit more than the average. Uh, number one is draft 862 ratings at 385 and you're right brett growler 4.19 i'm just gonna say it looks like i would like to have this off a draft but i'm really enjoying what's in my glass currently right lots of head there and you might not see this in the picture unfortunately because i think the the one for the picture will not have the head no but uh yeah good head decent head retention like it is it's hanging around a bit and good i guess like larger carbonation in in the head mm-hmm. as well Absolutely. so it's got guys- that nice haziness to it mm, as you expect yeah. it does literally look like hazy orange juice yes I, I was gonna say the exact same thing it just looks like a, a glass of hazy orange juice which is you know i cannot complain about that no now, you guys get you, on the nose i was too. gonna say yeah. orange juice yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little like, bit of passion fruit in there as well yeah no it I, I'm I'm getting the same sort of thing. So yeah, picking up the same kind of uh, nose and yeah, definitely like very tropical flavor to it. It's almost like uh, you know being on a beach. Uh, just booked our trip to Dominican today, so I mean. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah, oh, I did. Wow! Yeah. Thanks for thanks that, for booking. Is that, that our for Christmas us? gift? No. 
Oh, oh! There's another <laughs> gift. All right, stay tuned. Yeah, a lot cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. No, this uh, looks like it, it. It looks and smells like a very crushable beer. You know what yeah. I mean? Like very light. I, I feel like we're gonna get through this quickly. But here. does it taste crushable? Well, let's, let's find, find out. out. Yeah, like if you're sitting on the beach in Dominican, right? Yeah. Oh, we'll experience that. When are we going? Uh, it'll be in the mail. Your your flight itinerary is in the mail. And the, nice. apparently the mail is really slow this time of year because yeah. people like to order online everything. Beers. Including beers from Halo. Over $80. <laughs> Over $80. Free in Ontario. Well, while you guys were uh, kind of sidebar, uh, I took a, a sip of this one. Uh, definitely getting that, uh, getting that orange flavor coming through. Uh, more like, not necessarily on the back end, but it, it doesn't hit you up front like you might expect. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting the orange juice vibe again, as we've kind of already said already, off the frontage. And then the back end is hitting hard with the passion fruit. I was hoping you were going to say backage. Yeah. <laughs> on the backage. The frontage and the backage. So, How is it on the swallow? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm glad you asked. So going into this beer, um, I kind of am thankful for having different beers worth the single hops to kind of pick out some of these hops that we've had previously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, predominantly... Citra, yes. like you could tell, this is is citra heavy on it. Yeah, um, and that that's good. Where the orange is coming from is Absolutely. from the citra. Yeah, and I think it just kind of like leads the way throughout it. Um, it's not really, uh, it doesn't have a dry finish, so it's no, it's, definitely not a dry finish. It's it, it's nice. Like this is a nice beer. Yeah, and I think citra was used in all three instances where they added hops. Correct. Um, so that makes sense why orange is really kind of the predominant flavor kind of popping out. Yeah. I mean, you had it within the, the work, you had it within the whirlpool, you had it dry hopped, yeah. you had citra is the main star here. Yeah. And you can yeah. see that galaxy coming through too. Cause that was two thirds yeah. of it as well. So yeah, very again, but not, not too hoppy, right? Like you get, no, the it's f- not over hopped. Yeah. You, you get the flavor profile of the hops, but you don't get like this just overbearing hoppiness kind of like after bitter taste right too right no i i am getting a little bit as i drink it more a little bit on the back end as well more of that maltiness like almost bready um like we talked about how what there's like six or seven different types of malts in here so that's (laughs) not it's brewed with malts right it it is yeah yeah. funny how that happens uh so that's what i'm kind of getting as well so I, i think that's coming through quite a bit now that you mentioned that, yeah, I'm getting more of the malts. I mean, there's six or seven or however many ever of them in here. So I am getting that maltiness coming through. Uh, it's making it more balanced, I think, in terms because you have so many malts and so many hops. It definitely does balance equally to me. Yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree. Um, I think with me is it's between the sips. So if I take a sip and let it sit, yeah, then I, I get that kind of finishing of that, um, that bready kind of... Well, I don't even know if it's bready for me, if it's more of like um, like a cereal-ish. Yeah, that right? makes sense. You know, like a plain kind of just cereal, like run-of-the-mill. So Special K. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> nothing over the top. But we got top uh, five flavor profiles here, so I'm going to run through them. You guys tell me what you guys think with it. Uh, Carlos, feel free to chime in or type in, your choice. Uh, <laughs> number one, hoppy. Yes. Or me, Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we've been saying, we definitely get the flavors of the hop, so I would agree with that. As a number one, maybe not number one, right? Um, I I personally would probably put um, and 
going to spoil it, but it's not there. So I'm surprised it's not there, but I would put orange as number one. Yeah. Yeah. Or orange, even like orange, orange peel. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll give you peel I mean, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two is dry. Don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it either. I think maybe people are reading that it's, you know, dry hopped pale ale and they're thinking that it should be dry, but I don't really get don't, dry. Yeah, Another thinking also is that if you look at the iterations of it, right. It, the 12th iteration of the Magic Missile could have been a lot drier versus the one that we're that's having right very, now. That's a good point. Very good point. Pretty yeah. fresh, right? Yeah. No, that's a very good point is that these five flavor profiles include all iterations of this beer. Yeah. And so there could have been a vast amount of sales on the 10th iteration instead of the 23rd iteration. Right. And uh, thus, we get the top five flavor profiles, more of an indication over a historical timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Literally the history of this beer is in these flavor profiles. Yeah, good call. <laughs> Number three, fruity. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. Uh, four, smooth. Uh, definitely goes down smooth. I'd say smooth would be like number two for me. Yeah, it is a smooth beer. Yeah. And five, multi. Yeah, I, I think it's multi, like yeah. I mentioned. It sits at five for sure. Yeah, that's a good spot for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could probably look at some of the other ones. Carlos has typed in um, some crushable or tropical or balance. I would have liked to see more of that tropical, that citrus, that orange kind of come to the forefront in these top five. Yeah, but again, I think, so. I think your point is well received, Brett. Um, yeah, yeah, I think historically it, so, it could have changed. So speaking of uh, untapped, and there's some other people's user thoughts on this. Uh, Chris, you have the very first one. I do. So the first one comes from Mike W. Uh, username is Watro on October 29th said, first can, great first impression. Love the boldness of the dry hop here and lots of juiciness to pull in back in time. Yeah, he wasn't the greatest speller. Yeah. Uh, mellows out pretty quickly in the mouth around the midpoint. This is highly crushable and easy to put back one or three. Not possible to put back two, just one or three. One or three. (laughs) Can't do it. (laughs) So Mike gave it a four out of five. Yeah, that was an interesting read. Um, (laughs) But again, some of the points are really valid throughout that. So thanks, Mike. Um, I've got the second one. So Jonathan B, Johnny B. Good, uh, ending with an E, uh, is the user handle. On October 16th, lots of orange. Feels like a hazy IPA slash orange crush combo. Four out of five. Bottle that, captures that is one Jonathan thing you B. have not seen in a beer. Orange Crush. Yeah. Well, according to Jonathan B., this is kind of it mixed with an IPA. Yeah. And yeah. I can I can kind of see that. And again, we get the orange. We get the, I, I mean, I get the hazy IPA kind of feel to yep. it, right? Yeah, I, I get that totally. Nice. All right. So I have the pleasure of starting our ratings off. I'm going to go ahead and give our rating, uh, my rating, a four on oh. this one as well. Well, I think I'm going to agree with... Tyler and Mike and Jonathan, and I'm going to give it a four also. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm probably just going to agree with everybody, <laughs> too. So I'm giving it a four. And producer Carlos has looked away from the Leafs game for one second to also give it a four. Wow. What a Tyler, copycat. Tyler, what is our score? <laughs> Carlos, you get off easy on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So our overall uh, team score on this one is going to be a four. Perfect. Amazing. <laughs> Funny how that works. All right. Well, why don't we move on to beer number two? All right. The second beer we're going to have today is called Fallen Empire, which is an imperial stout and uh, has get ready for this a 10 ABV. That's that's up there. Yeah. With 35.8. 
That's right. Point eight IBUs. Again, going back to the recipes, very exact yep. in terms of percentages and uh, rates. I was waiting for like a Star Wars reference, but we didn't get it. No, we didn't. Imperial Stout, Fallen Empire. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes the joke just doesn't land. We missed that one. Yeah, I get okay, it. Okay, yeah. R2-D2, get going. <laughs> All right, so this is a gargantuan, chewy, intense... Mon- ah, Chewbacca. <laughs> I got nothing. Intense Mayan style imperial stout is coca, vanilla, cinnamon, and three kinds of chili peppers: the red, the hot. No, okay. No. Uh, Chipotle, <laughs> gajillo, and pasilla. Yes. So I- Carlos is gonna love this because he does not like spicy foods. No. True. Yeah. Uh, and this is the second iteration of the beer. So the first iteration actually had four kinds of peppers. This one has three. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Well, <laughs> the yes. more you know. So it might have been a little bit too spicy the first time. <laughs> and they shamed it down. Knowledge is power. So obviously we mentioned about the vanilla and the cinnamon. Uh, but there's also flavors of chocolate. That's going to give a rich dessert-like mouthfeel. Mm. And then it's going to end with a fiery flourish of a spicy chilies. Carlos's mouth over there is watering with he's going to be real excited about this one yeah I see fear in his eyes you know you know what we've, we've only I think had one producer actually like Stouts Reporters so we gotta yeah. maybe start looking but here's the thing do we and maybe put this out to the community do we get producers that enjoy the beers that we have on that episode or do we continue to screw them over <laughs> We'll put that as a poll, maybe. I say screw. I say screw. <laughs> yeah. I'm with Brett. <laughs> yeah. uh, There's a first time for everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So on Untapped for uh, the Fallen Empire, there are 191 check-ins with an average rating of 3.99 bottle caps out of five. And we're having this one out of the bottle, actually. And uh, with the bottle, there's 147 check-ins with a 4.09 rating. We're going to bump that up shortly. <laughs> All right. We'll see. Get uh, your. This is. Uh, you don't have enough hands for this. You can't grab the glass, the bottle, the bottle opener. Yeah, uh, so you, need, just, you need three hands. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have three hands. No. no. So grab your bottle opener and your bottle, and let's open her up. Ooh, very nice. Oh, very you nice. get that aroma off the nose. <laughs> For sure. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Well, uh, as we pour this into our nonic pint today, we want to make sure that everyone uses their proper glassware. Is anybody's eyes burning? Just listen, just, just listen to that. There, look at that. It, the head is just dissipating very quickly in the beer. It is. Pours like uh, molasses. It's very thick. Um, which they said, they you, said, you can actually see some of the pepper flakes and like chili flakes in here. Can you? Eh? Yeah. If you look really high in depth science, um, you can oh, see I it. can too. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think Carlos four, is crying. Four, four, 4k vision over here. Yeah. from Brett. Uh, I, I do have 20 pen vision. It's the I only well. good quality about me. Oh. You said it. Carlos is not. My wife would agree. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. All right. So on the, uh, I'm going to go on the site on this one because I don't want to be the guy to smell it right now. I'll get, I'll get right in there. That's fine. Go ahead it, on the site. It is what you would expect. It is dark. You can't see through it. It's got kind of like that dark, dark chocolate kind of a you know appearance. What you typically would see with beer of this style. Mm-hmm. Now, on the nose, I will get my schnoz in there. You guys tell me what you guys smell. Now, so, I, oh, go it, ahead. Go, well, I was going to say, I'm not really smelling the chilies, but 
Take another smell of this. Uh, yeah. I, get, get your nose in there. I mean, it's not like, it's not as intense as I might have thought it might be. Hmm. I will say, I'm, like, I like hot stuff, but I'm not, you know, an expert or a connoisseur, if you will, in terms of, you know, uh, the names of peppers and their hot scales. Right. Like, I know what Chipotle jalapeno, like uh, ghost sure, pepper, sure. etc. Yep. Uh, I don't know exactly what the uh, scale is in terms of guajillo and pasilla. Anybody? Yeah, I, I enjoy spicy sure. stuff. I, I do like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It is different when it becomes part of a beverage, obviously. Yes. Um, I, there's no sour cream for this to kind of subside. So. <laughs> well, if you remember, look back at last season when we had that uh, jalapeno pineapple IPA from uh, Black Gold. Yeah. That was a very well done iteration of putting a pepper into a beer. I heard on the street that some might have given it a five. Yeah. What street? <laughs> this street that we're it on. It was where uh, Fletcher was met. <laughs> yeah, Robert, yeah. And <laughs> Robert and Fletcher, exactly. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, boys, this is it. Um, we're getting an emphatic, uh, no, don't make me do this, <laughs> yeah. from, from Carlos. <laughs> Carlos is actually putting his mask on and wanting to social distance here. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's get into this one a little bit, eh? All right? Let's do it. All right. Uh, I'm excited about this one. I'll let you guys go to first so everybody can hear my voice, and then I'll drink it so then they can hear your voices. Carlos, not happy. No. No. He's a bit it's of a like, wince there. It's almost like yeah. he... Looked down and saw that the Leafs still haven't won a cup. <laughs> but they did score. 1967. Yeah, they did score. But 1967. Yes. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. Um, well, in terms of this beer, uh, definitely spicy. Correct. Uh, I get the heat. but No, no, no. Let it sit. The more it sits, the more heat you get. You think so? I was going to say, I get a lot of chocolate on the back end that kind of balances it actually quite nicely because like spicy chilies and chocolate do they, go they well go together, really well together. Yep. Absolutely. and i'm i'm getting that chocolate at the end that takes you're away right. from the heat you are right brian yeah no 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 i i'm just trying to like actually <laughs> absolutely so i'm getting a lot of smokiness out of this that wasn't really advertised if you will okay i don't know how do you guys feel about that i'm not getting a whole lot of smokiness i think that it could uh, just be chocolate, to me, like very it, roasted chocolate malts too. Well, I, I yeah. think that that could be is that more of a, a roasty flavor, but again, that could be from the peppers too. Um, I am curious to, I, well, I'm curious, curious to, know, to know, if, know if the peppers were roasted if, or if they weren't. Yeah, or if they just hooked them in and right, just them up and raw. Um, yeah. yeah, I know, but I, I mean, I would say it's about as spicy as I was expecting it to be, but. Uh, also as chocolatey as I was expecting it to. So I, I think this beer really hits on what they're trying to get at. Personally. There's a lot going on in your mouth right now. Yeah, there is a lot going on for sure. For 10%, to kind of let it sit, is it's not as boozy as I thought it was going to be. That's true. Right? Like I thought I was going to be hit with a heavy alcohol kind of flavor profile, mm-hmm. but I'm getting the spice. I find the spice for me is kicking in a lot of the back end and I'm actually getting the chocolate up front. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I agree that there's definitely some spice kicking in now, like you mentioned. So, hey, wait on it. Yeah. I'm yeah. now waiting on it, and now I'm getting more of that spice. For <laughs> like, sure. I, I'm curious, as uh, this is our last beer for tonight, or at least it's my last beer for tonight. You guys can do whatever the heck you want. Uh, <laughs> I, but I'd be curious to see what kind of lingers um, 
in like 20 minutes after having this beer. Mm. If I can still kind of pick it up, if I can kind of taste it, that spice is still kind of coated in my mouth. And if I'm... Well, um, the, well, the one thing out. is that I'm pretty sure in 20 minutes, I'm still going to be having this beer because this beer is definitely a, a simmer in terms of you want to have it sit there to get all the flavors versus just down the hatch yeah, and done. Yeah, slow sipper for sure. Yeah, this is... The, we mentioned uh, the first beer, the Magic Missile, was... Uh, a crushable beer. This is not a crushable beer. Yeah. Right. You're, you're not crushing this. If you're <laughs> no. crushing this, you have problems. <laughs> so would, would you guys agree with me? We've done this. We did this a lot actually in season one. We haven't really done it a whole lot here. Excuse me. Was um, with respect to the best time for this beer. There was a heavy snowfall last night. Um, this in, might in some parts of the province. Yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure. This uh, might, where I live, yes. Yeah, where you yeah. live, no. Right. <laughs> this would be kind of one of those beers that I could, you know, throw on a, a movie or even the Leafs game, as Carlos shakes his head, yes. But <laughs> I still big Leafs fan. Don't know if you guys got that. Yeah, but <laughs> really not. Really not picking up on the beer itself. He might not. No, he probably wouldn't have this one again. But uh, <laughs> but with that being said, is I think I could sit down and watch like a Raptors game or a Leafs game right now with the snow outside, uh, crack the kind of the door open a bit, get a cool breeze coming in here, and just kind of sit with this and, and simmer with it for a couple of. Periods. You know what? This is one of those beers where you crack it at the start of the second period. And you take your last sip at the end of the second period. And then you take your nap. Two in, seconds in after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. That's All it. right. What Very are you guys' uh, top five flavor profiles? Brett, Chris, who wants to take it? I'll take it. All right. All right. Uh, number one, chocolate. Yeah? I, I mean, again, I, I get chocolate, but I actually don't think it would be the number one. What would, okay. you, what would you put for one? Well, what... They have as number two, I would put as number oh, one. Oh, I got this one. Yeah. <laughs> Spicy. Yeah. Yes, I would put yeah. that as number I one. I could see that. I, I agree. I could see changing those around. Yep. All right, you guys are both taking Sorry. steps yeah, this time. You. I'll. Uh, fill the time, fill the time. Uh, no. boop, 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 uh, do, do, number three, do, do, do. chili. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Same as number two. Yeah, makes sense, right? Is anybody taking a look back at their beer to see if you can still see the kind of the chili pepper flakes, chili flakes, mm. et cetera? I am now. I can still see it. There you go. Number four, vanilla. Can you see any vanilla in your beer? Uh, More nope. importantly, taste it because right. it's it's already uh, a very dark beer. But no, I uh, could, I, I was actually thinking about this. They mentioned that it has vanilla and lactose, and I actually get no vanilla or lactose personally. Well, I think it's because the chili and the or, sorry not chili, but the peppers are dominating that lactose. Yes, I, yeah. I do get a bit of vanilla myself. Okay, like I can pick up on that. Whether it's just like like it's vanilla extract, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of like the flavor I'm getting. You might have to look at the recipe to see what it is. Yeah. I'll take back at every or look at every iteration. <laughs> and there's two of them. Uh, number five, <laughs> Smoky. You, uh, you picked it up, I yeah, think. Yeah, you mentioned that. I, I mean, I get what you're saying with that. I, I definitely kind of get a hint of that. But again, it may be just coming from the chilies that they used. Yeah. But. Um, Producer Carlos, he has uh, looked at me and said. <laughs> with fires, so he's this out of my hand? With fires in his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. Like maybe... I think as you get more into it. At yes, the very beginning. I was going to say that. No. It's going to be one of those things you take three quick sips and all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, that heat's going to come. And then, yeah, I, nah, the sips you know are what? Start I'm still not getting slower. a whole lot of boozy. Like, I'm, I'm really picking up the spice, the chili, the chocolate, and a little bit of vanilla, no smoky. I'm not getting a whole lot of boozy, yeah. but that, that's just me. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he likes getting roasty with it. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The beer likes to, is getting roasty. Chocolate right away. He was hoping for more vanilla. Uh, this chili spicy burns in the aftertaste. You can see like his tongue. I think he might have some water, <laughs> uh, which is off-putting uh, for someone who's not a fan of spice. 
Um, I think we really probably should have picked another producer for this one. But we did talk <laughs> no, about no, screwing no. them over. So yeah, I think yeah. we did. Um, producer Carlos is going to want to stick to the Shape Shifter series. Yeah, yes. I really enjoyed those. He did like those. Yeah, I think he almost had a couple of fives on those. And that's, th- and that's the thing that I think we see with this, right? Is this isn't everybody's beer. True. Um, this is it, an acquired taste. It, it, and not even just that. Like, everybody has different tastes and, and likes. This obviously does not appeal to Carlos. But you know what? We'll see where the uh, ratings fall. But let's see what the untapped users think. Uh, Brett, you got the first one. I do, yes. So this one's from Brock W. His uh, handle is Bravo7Whiskey2. Oh, oh, do you see what he did there? Uh, I believe Bravo is winning by a score of 7-2. to two. Uh, Bravo for Brock, W for Whiskey. Bravo, Whiskey, Charlie, etc., etc., etc. Continue. I like my idea better. Anyway, on <laughs> September 18th, said some incredibly complex flavors which I agree with, mm-hmm. uh, really interesting and tasty. Wouldn't want any more, but glad I had it. Um, <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah, fair. That. Yeah. Uh, he did not rate this beer. That's not fair. Uh, not fair. He's not helping anybody by not rating it. Yeah. Um, that's all I have. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Brock. So uh, the next one comes thanks, from... Brock. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Michelle C., uh, Penguin Lover is the handle also on may well on may 6 stated very chocolate sweet and smooth but very boozy at 10 percent uh and then at her daughter's suggestion she put some diet coke in it to make it easier to drink uh she then said not that spicy but very warm going down so maybe we need to get carlos some diet coke and mix uh with this beer now michelle c if I'm not mistaken, is a huge fan of the craft beer connoisseurs. Cheers. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, long Michelle- time, long time listener and first time reviewer. Yeah. First time we've actually, I think we've had one of our reviews yes. on, on, well, we try uh, to make podcast. sure that we only have one of each person. You can't double dip. No, for right. sure. Right. But yeah, Michelle, well, Michelle, Ma- Michelle did give it a 3.75 out of five. So and gives that. this podcast a five out of five, I believe. Oh, well, she does. It, and in, uh, in six out of five for Brett. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, out of five bottle caps for going? us, I'm going to give this a three. Okay. It was, okay. it was, so I think, like I mentioned, it's exactly what they wanted to do. It's just not exactly what I'm looking for. So what were you looking for then? Like, I, I'm just not a huge fan of spice in my beers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, again, a lot of a lot of things going on in my mouth uh, with this beer. Um, Interesting. It, it's not a five. Um, but I'm going to give it a 4.25. All right. I like it. If there was less smokiness, maybe a little bit less less roasted chocolate malts, and the rating probably would have got higher. Tyler, up to you, my friend. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. So for myself, you know what? I, I see where you guys are both going with it. I can appreciate that. I am going to give it a 3.25. It does, again, follow along the same kind of guidelines that you guys are talking about. It hits on what it says it is. It's unique in the fact that it does have that chili. Yeah. Um, So that's interesting. And Carlos, we have Carlos coming in here. Oh, boy. A little bit bit lower. So Carlos is going to be a 1.0. Now, again... that really brings the average down, don't it? It does. Now, keep in mind, Carlos is not a fan of spice right and not a fan of these dark kinds of beers that's true so and not a fan of me we we did really screw carlos over yes but again 
he uh, he made the comment about shapeshifter. So right, we'll leave that there. So that gives us shifter five. An overall team score of what, Chris? It gives us an overall score of two point eight seven five, which we're gonna round up to three point zero. Indeed, nice. indeed. So that concludes the review of Halo and their beers that they provided today. And coming up, fun scientific facts. We can see the halo. Anyway, uh, Halo is all <laughs> about providing recipes to everyone, including all of the science that goes behind it. Yeah. So let us give you some unique science facts that might actually amaze you. Or, or not. Or not. Or not. <laughs> yeah. 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 Could go either way. So, did you guys know? Oh, so, wait. You're going to start? Yeah. All right. I go am. ahead. So, you, okay? st- you start, and then we're going to just kind of go around yeah, the, go around the table. table. Around the horn, if you okay. want. Carlos, you Okay. We got no, a, he's not. We got okay. a... Come see, come see. All right, Has man. he recovered from yeah. the beer? <laughs> so, Hawaii actually moves seven and a half centimeters closer to Alaska every year. Bet you we don't wow. see those savings in the flights. Am mm-hmm. I right? Well, yeah. So yeah. I bet you by yeah. the year 5,247, they might be together. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Carlos... Coming in something cold because obviously the beer you just had was Speaking a little hot. Speaking about Alaska, right? Yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. You guys are po- coordinated. Apparently, polar bears are nearly undetectable by infrared cameras. Wow! So go. if you're ever stealing something, grab a polar bear. <laughs> what about info white cameras? Oh. Oh. I've got no kids, but I'm here for dad jokes. (laughs) All right. I'll give my number one here that I've got here. The human eye blinks an average of 4.2 million times a year. Wow. One, two, five. Stop. We're here all night. Three. (laughs) Stop it or else I'm going to start counting my blinks. Everybody that's listening to the podcast now is now like very cognitive and aware. I'm just trying to think, am I average, above average, or below average? You don't want me to answer that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're talking about blinks. Oh, right, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, so next one for me. Did you know that... I did. Okay. Babies have around 100 more bones than adults when they're born. Yes. So basically, as they grow, their bones fuse together, which is pretty crazy. I did did know that one. And they don't have kneecaps until they're like two years old. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's all, all kind of there. <laughs> you seem put off by that. <laughs> so what Changed I want my you, whole life. What I want you guys yeah. to do now okay. is everybody, because they probably all have it in like, you know, readily available, mm-hmm. is the periodic table of elements. Mm-hmm. Okay, grab it out. Okay, got it. Um, yep. Do you know that only one letter does not appear on the periodic table of elements? And which letter is that? Hopefully it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Another dad joke for the kids at home. <laughs> it's a, do you have something to tell us? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's letter J. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. There you go. So uh, look it up. All right. So Carlos, still recovering. Uh, his second fun fact uh, for science is bananas are radioactive. They contain potassium, and since potassium decays, you know, it becomes slightly radioactive. So you need to eat probably about 10 million bananas in one sitting <laughs> to die from banana-induced radiation poisoning. Let's get some bananas. <laughs> that's, a, that's a costly sitting. You yeah. know, I'm not surprised by this with its relation to Hefenweizens. But anyway. Oh, true. Uh, my, yeah. my second one is the largest. Now, you're going to find this kind of funny, I think. 
you might see a, a relationship with this and also uh, beer. But it's the largest man-made lake in the U.S. is Lake Mead. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Lake Malt. No. Created by the Hoover Dam. And there's actually a really interesting story behind Lake Mead and Hoover Dam. So um, another podcast, Stuff You Should Know, they did an episode on this as well. So if you want to check that out, you can get educated. Awesome. Well, if you ever wondered, like, how much does my brain weigh? Well, the average brain weighs three pounds. Um I'm going back to babies. A newborn baby, though, (laughs) their brain weighs about only three quarters of a pound. What is is it you're like, you just zone in on one female. Do you have something to tell us, Chris? (laughs) uh, I have a child. Hey. Uh, You have another one coming here? No. 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 Dad jokes. You're talking about babies. I just, I thought maybe something was going on today. No. No. Definitely not. Uh, So. We're going to talk about blazing speed, not speed, (laughs) speed now. A magic missile. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It actually could be. I still like what you did there. It could be also a fallen empire, too, if you literally look at it. True. A sneeze can travel up to 100 miles per hour. Wow. That's like over the speed limit in most places. Yes, it is. In most U.S. places. Yes. Yes. But what does that equate to? Yeah, math, Carlos. That would be 160 kilometers an hour. I can do that in my head. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. well, there you go. It must be that Windsor <laughs> degree coming in. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> You've got the third one from Carlos, because yes. Carlos is now in no way, shape, or form able to speak, <laughs> even if we wanted him to. His tongue he's is burned peeing. by he, chilies. He's probably peeing himself right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of peeing, oh, did you know that the urine of a diabetic person may contain so much sugar that it can be purified and made into whiskey? So, I guess, Cheers. Can you grab out the LCVO or what? <laughs> Only if you're in luck. <laughs> Got another one. There God, I am on fire. Just Aren't like you? Chilies. Here comes another dad joke from Tyler. Yeah. All right. The average person falls asleep in seven minutes. I've never. That must be nice. I am, yeah. I am below average. It's going to take me like at least an hour. An- another- That's above average. <laughs> I am above average. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I saw this one. I was like, you know what? I don't ever recall falling asleep in seven minutes. Now, my significant other, seven seconds. I was just going to say, yeah. my wife, I don't think I recall her falling asleep in seven minutes either because it's usually about seven seconds. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Five, I, I would what, there, what about seven seconds do you got? I am not going there with uh, you, Chris. Anyway, uh, <laughs> number three. All right. So, my last one here. So, uh, there's an island called Ryan Island. It's an island in Siskiwit Lake, yep. which is on uh, Isle Royale, which is an island in Lake Superior. So lots of islands and lakes here going on. It's so, island inception. So exactly. It's an inception. So basically, Ryan Island is the largest island in the largest lake on the largest island in the largest lake in the world. Can you say that three times fast for me? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> That's it. That is actually a really interesting fact yeah, because actually, as yeah. you were saying it, I was like, okay, yeah, so it's Lake Superior's the largest lake. I had to read that over a couple times that. for you. You know what's really cool is to look at it on Google Maps. I'll have to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we encourage you at home to do the exact same. Absolutely. We also encourage you guys to follow us on Untapped at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. And also, listen to our farewell. There it is. We'll be right back with our goodbyes. Uh, 
All right. That's going to be it for today's episode. Yeah. Thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. So make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite lake that produces water because Carlos looks like he needs still needs some water. It's true. <laughs> Carlos, you there? So from all of us, producer Carlos, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. <laughs> <laughs>